Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. You ready? Ready, you know. Okay, Mr. Sexy. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone's doing all right today. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you're not going to keep the pot tied? No. You know, he knows He knows how to bring it out to get me going, eh? Get me, get me turned all the way up. Feeling, same, feeling so I'll hot. save that for I'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. So leading in love, leading Gary and in Julie, love. back again. We're back at it. Now this is a milestone episode. This is a fun episode. It's a milestone episode. It's a milestone episode. It's our yeah. what? 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 This is number twenty. Number twenty. Yeah. And because twenty is a great number, it's a round number. We True. decided, let's get in on some of y'all interesting questions. Y'all want to know, who are you? Yeah, they want to know about us. Why do we feel we're even qualified to be talking about all this stuff? And where are y'all coming from? True. So, that's what we're here to talk about today, guys. We want to share with you who we are, what we are about, why we even put leading and love to- together, yes, right? Yes. So let's get on it. So, some of our questions, some of our listeners have written and asked us questions. Mm-hmm. Right? They want to know about marriage. They want to know about leadership. Yeah. About leadership and marriage. So we're gonna answer some of those questions. Absolutely. Okay. So let's answer some questions from our listeners that talk about who we are as. As individuals. As individuals. Well, so, so here's ahead. the first question. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's your family originally from? Okay. Tell them, Julie. So, me, I'm from Tanzania. I was born in Tanzania. Where, where's Tanzania? Though? East Africa. You know, I was born in East Africa. I left there when Tanzania left there when I was three. Of course, my parents took me out of the bushes. Brought me what? to well, okay. yeah, it was it was bush, 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 bush. I guess we have something in common. <laughs> Brought me to Springfield, Massachusetts, um, when I was three years old, and then from there, we moved up to Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Cool. Why? Because well, that's really and truly where we got our papers. Ah. Mhm. So I'm from Jamaica. But, <laughs> but originally from a place called Wire Fence. Wire, wire Fence. Wire Fence. In Trelawney, Jamaica. Okay? Came here. I left there when I was 10 years old. Um, but wait, wait, wait. What? Isn't Wire Fence in a, in a town called Weetabit? No, no, no. That's two different things. Those are two different things. Wire Fence is close to Weetabit, which is where I went to school. <laughs> Literally spelled Wait. A, a bit. bit. And I went to wait a bit all age school <laughs> in Trelawney, Jamaica. 
Then we moved to Canada when I was 10 years old, my bro. My mom was already here. My bro and my dad came to Canada. Big time culture shock. Because we're living in, this is, we're coming from rural Jamaica. So you talk about bush in Tanzania, this is bush in Jamaica. The dirt is red. The dirt is red. <laughs> when it rains, that stuff sticks to your shoes like crazy. It's yeah. clay. Clay, clay, clay. Yeah, so that's where we're from. My wife is uh, from Tanzania. I'm from Jamaica. Yep. Tanzania and Jamaica come meet in Canada. Come meet uh, in rolling. Canada. We went to school together. Yeah. Um, actually, how we found each other. That's question number two, then. Oh, is it? Sorry. Where and when did you meet? Oh. So let me start this out. My friend Jermaine, he was okay. my best man, and he was a huge most deaf Talib Kweli and Common fan. So he always listened oh, to their no. stuff. Oh no! Look at who is it? The back Was that most deaf on oh, no, Talib? Then one, one of them. Okay, all right. So <laughs> he followed these guys a lot, and while listening to me, you know, Kanye West came about. Mm-hmm. And this was about 2004 when Kanye West dropped that album, uh, The College Dropout, one of my favorite albums of all time. I still listen to it. I love it. And I remember Jermaine came up with this idea for us to order College Dropout t-shirts. And we ordered College Dropout t-shirts, and they arrived around Mayish, right? So now in Canada, July 1st is Canada Day, and we decided that we were going to go downtown where everybody meets up for the Canada Day celebration, and we're going to be twinning, rocking our Canada, our Kanye West college dropout T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And me wearing that shirt, Juliana saw me in that shirt and fell in love. No, stop. Stop to <laughs> lie. Stop to lie. She fell in love with the shirt. She's like, liar, liar, college dropout guy. No, you know Kanye I'll- West? Not knock it out. First of all, I didn't even know who Kanye West at that time because that was his first album, right? That was his first album. And I wasn't a big hip-hop fan. True. So with that said, all I see is this dude rolling up on me advertising that he's his college dropout. And here I am going into university with a scholarship, ready to set my future, you know, black girl magic, career-driven woman. And this dude is trying to hit up on me advertising that he is a college dropout <laughs> you were like hey you're going to Carlton university next year i'm like yeah yeah because you look like somebody that you know you're related to somebody that was going to carlton at that time yeah but all you said was you're the you you're going you calling me out and i'm like and i looked at him up and down because you know your yeah, girl's she that, cute yeah that stank look your girl is PSC? cute <laughs> <laughs> I'm cute, you know. You know how many people. By the time you rolled in, you were like the tenth dude of the day. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I wasn't this, walking this, around looking ratchet. I wasn't. No, I was were, covered. I like how you dress. You were wearing, had... wearing a very authentic Adidas sweater. See? It was red and white yeah. with, the, with like a stitched flower. Yeah. Not the you know the printed on flower. It was stitched. So yeah. It was authentic. You had a a hat on. Yeah. To cover your face. You were, and you were wearing these black pants. Yeah. So you had the candidate colors going on. Yeah, so I wasn't naked. Yeah, you, you look. And I was like, why are you hitting on me? I hid myself on purpose. So that way I wouldn't have crusty dudes hitting on me. And, and they just, came at you anyways. But they came at because I'm cute. Okay. Exactly. So that's how you approach me. And imagine somebody hits on you talking about, yeah, you're maybe, going to Carl's maybe was the, maybe you're was going the, to that university next year. The FUBU jean shorts and the FUBU Yo. shoes that got you. Thank you for changing your look. Anyway, so then the next thing I know, 
Um, let's jump the gun. Next thing I know, where I'm supposed to be watching a ball game, and this guy is trying to ask me in French, which I'm not bilingual. Bonjour. Comment tu t'appelles? <laughs> He's asking me what my name is. Randomly on the campus. And I'm like, what? While my foot is one foot in the car of somebody. Of one I, thought, of our I thought friends. I was going to get a ride in that car, by the way. I was so vexed. I was like, why is this guy holding me back, asking me stuff in French? Stop flirting with well, me. Well, you look Haitian. Yeah. And your friend that I thought you resembled was Haitian. So I just figured you were Haitian. So why not speak to you in your language? Nelson Mandela said it. You speak to a man in a language he understands, you get to his head. Yeah. You speak to a man in a language he, he knows, you get to his heart. Yeah, so I'm trying, trying to get to, to your get, heart. Trying to get all but up I only in got my to heart. your head because you, you know. Because nah. I wasn't feeling it. I had my priorities straight. But you know, this man came, <laughs> came through. He found his way to me. Yeah. He worked hard. So we met in 04. <laughs> yep. Got married in 05. Mm-hmm. Had our first child in 06. Whew. Like right away in 06. <laughs> like four months four in. months into 06 basically i was six months pregnant when, when we, we got, got married yeah, yeah, yeah we were kids yeah man and i was you know i was balling you're balling in what <laughs> not making any money yo no, man. one we day we'll tell you guys a story our man, life here this, to this yeah, point crazy but carry on so honey. the next question is uh what do you do in your free time what, what? do you do in your free time well, I love to dance, okay? For me, I'm always winding up myself, twerking. Actually, remember <laughs> yesterday at the gym? At the uh, gym? We went to the gym to meet her at the gym, and she's dancing her way down the steep stairs <laughs> into the change room. So I, I couldn't get her attention, so I sent her a message. I'm like, is that what you're here doing, just winding up and down Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Listen, we were going out that night, and I, I, I needed to brush up. On some dancing, because we wanted to dance. Yes, I love dancing. I love music. You know, I love to read. Yeah, you're a big reader. I love, 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 love to read. My dad um, raised me to read, basically. Mm -hmm. I had a speech impediment. I had a lisp and a stuttering problem when I was a child. Right. And through that, my dad taught me to read, read, read. But read people, too. And how to read people. Yeah. A lot. So, yeah, that's those are the things I enjoy to do. I love seeing what new ideas entrepreneurs are always coming up with. Yeah, you it's know? a very creative world nowadays. It is. Yeah. It is. And so, you know, the, the, the concepts of even marketing and sales and things like that. What are the new ways of people branding themselves, branding their businesses? I'm always trying to stay on top of that. What yeah. do you love to do, boo-boo? Well, you know I love playing basketball. I know. Like, I try to get get in that as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I play anytime I can. Yeah. Like, I want to play tomorrow. I know And you Wednesday. Do. I know. And Friday. Yeah. And maybe Saturday. And then I coach Saturday, so I get to kind of goof around a little bit. So it's been this thing. But uh, I also enjoy reading. I love learning. I'm a big statistics guy. I'm trying to still yeah. learning statistics. I get to work in the field, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love reading the classics, like, I had to go back and revisit some of those books that I was supposed to read in high school, like the George Orwell, um, Fyodor Dostoevsky, Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. I'm actually reading Homer's Iliad right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a tough read, but you know it's mm-hmm. one of those classics, right? Mm-hmm. You got to get those in. So I love mm-hmm. that. Well, so I, you, you know what? I in regards to reading, I just started a a book club yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. 
um, called Still Learning. You know, it's, it's, it's doing really well. I love the ladies in it. Um, the thing I appreciate is, is that it's just, it's now becoming a family. Yeah, where cool. we've actually even got, been able to just talk to each other. And interestingly, the book that we just recently completed actually has been able for us to even look within ourselves and see how does it relate to some of the um, issues or stress that's going on in yeah. our own lives. Yeah, yeah. You know, I find that is the advantage of being able to cultivate a family Mm -hmm. that way. So if you are a woman and you want to be part of a book club, holla at your girl. We will, of course, include you. Um, It's not just locally. We actually do it on a online basis. So for those that are away, we will, you know, FaceTime you in, Skype you in, bring you in somehow. Mm Um, for us to be able to discuss and just empower each other and encourage each other and be able to try to manage this whole concept of pursuing our careers and having a successful marriage and a successful, you know, being successful mothers out there for those that are mothers, et cetera. Yeah. Trying to cultivate this thing of life, but understanding we're still learning. 100%. I love that. mm -hmm, The next book that we're, I'm going to, be sharing this next book that we're going to be coming out with Uh or uh, breaking in is Michelle's book. But we'll get into that a little bit further. What's the book you just finished reading? We just finished reading Archetypes Uh by Carolyn Miss. Right, right, right. right? Um, Describing who we are, the different forms of archetypes out there and, and what are those characteristics, what type of careers do you tend to pursue that you're more interested in which you can really manifest all of your gifts, your your traits, like just be the best version of yourself. Right. So the other question was, what were your biggest challenges as a couple? Now, like Julie said, uh, we got, well, I said it, she affirmed it. We met in 04, got married December 05, had our first child April 2006. Mm. So within... What seems like less than two years, we put an entire family together mm-hmm. while being students, mm-hmm. we were university students. So I remember getting a text message during my last statistic lecture in April, mm-hmm. on April 4th, mm-hmm. that Julie was in the hospital ready mm-hmm. to give birth. Mm-hmm. And I left that lecture at the end of the lecture, went home, took a shower, headed over to the hospital. Next day, I was a father, we were parents, mm-hmm. and I had to go back to writing exams. Mm-hmm. And then she had to call the school and say, hey, listen, by the way, the reason I missed those exams, <laughs> I was actually giving birth, and oh. now I got to deal with breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, like one of the biggest challenges was having to adjust to being a husband and a father in a very short period of time. Yeah. That was tough. I mean, I grew up in a household where my father was the primary provider, then he became sick, then my mom became the primary provider. Well, my impression was that my dad was, mm-hmm. the, he was a provider. Prime, provider yeah. yeah. And, but I understood that, you know, my mom contributed. Yeah. And so I, at some point I would expect that Julie would join me out in the workforce. We put our life together like we planned to. Mm-hmm. But at that time I had to provide. Mm-hmm. But 
the problem is like I was in survival mode, mm-hmm. physical survival mode. Mm-hmm. My son's gonna need daycare. He needs diapers. Mm-hmm. He needs a uh, formula. Mm-hmm. And what? While I was very attentive in providing those physical things, mm-hmm. I was very inattentive in taking care of my wife and child emotionally. Mm-hmm. And sadly, you know, years down the road, we paid for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, to be honest, life was moving fast. We were married young. Mm-hmm. No regrets. Of course not. But a lot of bumps. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the path to destiny is not a, a straight line. It's a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And we had a lot of ups and downs. Man. And this is this is just our story, you yeah. know. Yeah, um, You know, I find even within that what's really interesting on the opposite end where we kind of assessed it afterwards was within my Tanzanian culture, the night before the woman gets married, um, all of the women within the family, aunts, cousins um, that are already married, uh, mother, grand, grand, grandmothers, they all sit you in a room and tell you how to be a wife. Right. From how to cook <laughs> to how to wine pine the pub pipeline. <laughs> I'm looking at her like, <laughs> like I can't believe you said yeah, that. Yeah, can you say that again in what like proper language? <laughs> well, they teach you how to cook, how to defend your man, mm-hmm. how to support your man, okay. and how to whine pun him. <laughs> Is that proper enough? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> oh, God, Gary. No, but I'm being real. Yeah, like, that's yeah. that's what they teach you. Yeah, they yeah, teach yeah. you every corner of being a wife and what their definition of a good wife is. But at the end of it, what I basically cultivated was I need to try to be the best for what my husband needs to yeah. fit in into whatever his needs are. Figure out what his needs are and be the best wife that you can be to show him that love and support that you're here for the long run, right? So that was always my mindset Mm -hmm. was emotionally, physically, do what you can for your husband. For me, my biggest challenge I found um, was dealing with the fact that, yes, my husband was there to support, you know, from a financial standpoint, he he went ham very, very early. And I had no question in making sure that our, the children would be fed, our financial mm. goals will be met yeah. completely. But one of the things that I struggled with was because of my own history, um, from my own upbringing, I wanted that extra security. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see him speak up for me when I got frustrated. Right. Now, that part, my husband, I realized after some time, when he speaks up, he goes in hard. He goes from zero to 100. Mm-hmm. And I knew why he pulled back. Because once he hits 100, 
He's ready to box somebody in the face. <laughs> you know, it's like Hulk, man. Once he goes green, you know. Exactly. Once once he goes green, you know, just be careful. Yeah, Get out of the way. You know, that's how my dad was. Yeah. He was very calm, and I seen him in some situation where I was afraid of the outcome. As Absolutely. Was. But once you got him to that point, like, you were usually wrong. Exactly. You, know? yeah. you were usually wrong. Yeah. And so even for small, small things, he was like, girl, you can take care of this. Go for it. Mm. Clean it up. Take care of it. But me, I wanted to sit back and allow him to do it because I wanted to see that reassurance. And truthfully, it wasn't until therapy that we came to that realization. Again, yes, of course, our upbringings really has a huge effect. And we all know this of how we live our lives. So that was my that was my biggest struggle I found. And thankfully we came to a realization of how we need to set up those boundaries. That's yep. how we were able to move forward. Okay, so the next question is um, how do you balance your home and entrepreneurship? So my wife is an entrepreneur. She launched her mm-hmm. business a few years ago, mm-hmm. twenty ten. Mm-hmm. And Great platform has to do with personal branding and PR, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, reputation management and so forth. Yep. And that getting into that space transformed our household. Yeah. The good thing is that we were prepared for it. We made a lot of adjustments because mm-hmm. we talked about it extensively. We did the research. Mm-hmm. We understood what roles we were going to need to take on. Yeah. Who was going to do what and yeah. when? How I would support her? How she would fit back into the the routine of the home? Right. And making sure that we balance the responsibilities well. But in the middle of it all, the one thing that stood out for me is when it comes to balancing home and entrepreneurship, understand where your family is and what their primary needs are. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. And you have to make it a priority to consistently provide these things. Mm -hmm. I remember um, before she got into her startup, I was involved in a startup and... I remember being up late one night. We're preparing to launch in about a couple of weeks. And I was up late one night doing some work. Mm-hmm. And you were working at the hospital mm-hmm. at that time, overnight, doing mm-hmm. a 12-hour shift. Mm-hmm. And I had the kids home with me. And I would put three kids to bed. Mm-hmm. And the one-year-old came wandering from all the way upstairs, down three flights of stairs, mm-hmm. or two flights, into the basement where I was, locked mm-hmm. in this room with no carpet on the concrete. Mm-hmm. She comes in. I, I'm shocked. She's screaming. I pick her up. I coddle her for a bit. She falls. She looks like she falls asleep or she gets more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And she just gets off my lap and I thought she would now walk back upstairs. Mm-hmm. I start back on my computer. I'm typing away. I'm working. And then next thing I hear is... And I mm-hmm. look and she's on the floor sleeping right beside me on the cold concrete. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, this is not right. Mm-hmm. This is not right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had to take it back to the drawing board. I spoke about it with my wife she said, well, let's keep going. Here's how I'm going to support you. Mm-hmm. She went to the her manager. She made some change at the hospital. Yeah. She fixed up her schedule. We planned our every single day. Supper was cooked by a certain time just yeah. so we could get through the days. Yeah. And it was all based on understanding where our family was, mm-hmm. what we needed at the time, and, right. how, and how we could actually balance things. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for, for, for me, what I would 
mainly advice, what I tell a lot of people is know who your village is. Right. You know, again, yes, you may set those boundaries, but when you need that extra hand, know exactly who will truly provide that hand mm-hmm. with love with compassion, and even with discipline. Right. Sometimes when people see that you're doing too much, they may quietly say, mm, you look like you're doing too much, but really they're not even there to try to help you navigate yeah. and see, yeah. okay, what needs to be adjusted. What they might be more so coming in and saying, you're doing too much, but here, make sure you don't eliminate the load that I have for you. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure people, truthfully, will just want to be all up in your business to be up in your business. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so they have something to talk about. Right. That's yeah. not necessarily your village. Just because somebody wants to be up in your life does not mean that they are part of your village. Right. So make sure that you're able to understand which ones are here to truly be supportive yeah. and help me get to that next level exactly. and how and help me to navigate through life and yes there will be some people that will be there for a temporary time that's fine once they cannot help you out in that area anymore or within that level move on to the next village yes a lot of the times your village should not be changing dramatically mm-hmm. if it is changing dramatic dramatically you most likely are the problem yep. you're the ones that most likely have burned those bridges yeah but pay attention to who your village is that is how you can be a strong um, partner that is when you can be a strong parent if you are a parent as well as have a successful career right so yeah let's roll we're rolling through these questions yes next uh, you question. start this one up which leaders do you admire? Oh, I think it's a little bit obvious here for me. Okay. For me, I admire the queen of black girl <laughs> magic. Yeah, you talk about her a lot. All the time is Michelle. Okay, Barack and Michelle, I really, really admire yeah, they're them. They're cool people. Man. I love because of their leadership style and the emphasis on on how they place within their family. Um, from what we understand, they vacation a lot as a family. Barack recently surprised Michelle on one of her book tour locations, actually. Even in presidency, you could see how relaxed Barack was when Michelle was around. Yeah. Like, he looked really stressed. Yeah, he started, he had, like, he was fully gray by the end of the second. Yeah. He was, like, dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as Michelle showed around, like, his smile was from ear to ear. That's my desire. Like 100%, that is my desire. When I come around my husband, I want him to feel like I am I'm at in peace. heaven. Even if we could be living in somebody's basement yeah. on concrete. As long as he sees me, I want him to 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 look at me and say, "Okay, yeah, I am the in the best home." I'm in Bali. Exactly. Yeah. I'm in heaven Bali. right now. You know, and as and as a Christian right. woman, I look at Michelle as that Proverbs 31 woman. Right. right? What she, is the Proverbs 31 woman? Well, the Proverbs 31, if you go to the Bible, in Proverbs, the Pro- 31. In, Proverbs in the book of Proverbs, yeah. chapter 31, it talks about um, the virtuous woman. Yeah. And what I love so much about her in simple terms, 
um, according to what the scripture says. I heard somebody say at one time that, you know, she is respected at the gates. Right. Okay, the gates is like going to... Like a public place. A public place, yeah. but mainly um, a place of government, okay. right? So for here in Canada, it's like going to Parliament Hill. Or, or in the U.S. Or uh, in the, the U.S. is going House to the White House, yeah. right? Yeah. So she can go up in the White House or the Capitol and speak... And people stop and listen to what she has to say because they just capture people's attention. Look, there's, I know I'm throwing out names out there now, but Oprah, for example, Oprah is a very strong woman, Mm -hmm. but I remember the interview that she had done with Michelle. Mm -hmm. Oprah had to sit back because she's like, chat lady, chat. To be able to open your mouth and people want to hear what you have to say. That is a woman, that's the woman that I want to be. Mm-hmm. At the same time, to where I can speak and my husband's not rolling his eyes because she's like, because he's thinking she talks too much. Mm-hmm. Or, or oh my gosh, she's irritating me or trying, to, or trying to run my life. Or I want to open my mouth or have my husband look at me like, please say something right now because I need you to say something. That couple... I admire 100%. And I just love how they even flirt up with each other. They have no shame. They'll flirt with each other. And, and I, I'm getting carried away. No, it's good. It's good. I it's just, good. I, to me, I just admire their relationship. I appreciate their love and respect and support for each other mm-hmm. to be the best version of. They really encourage each other to be the best yeah. of each other. And it doesn't look like. They are comparing their relationship to anyone else. I, I agree with you. You know who I think is cool? Um, her name is Virginia okay. Lamity. Okay. We call her Jeannie. She's uh, she's actually the CEO of IBM. And IBM is one of the largest tech companies in the entire world. Her husband is Mark Anthony Ramity. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Right. But she's the CEO of one of the biggest tech companies in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And he is a private equity investor. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about her role is that she's the first woman to head that company. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading, I read an article in the New York Times, and it was talking about uh, female CEOs and their husbands. And he was like the main feature. Mm-hmm. And what I come to understand was that when she was up for the job, yeah, she was debating whether she should take it or not. Yeah, And he's like, he went to her and said, do you know that if, a man was up for this job, he wouldn't be deba- debating it. Yeah. Why are you debating it? Yeah. You know, so he's like, don't think about it. Take the job. See, that's a solid man. You know what I'm saying? And solid. she was going to step into the forefront of one of the largest companies in the world. Yeah. He wasn't going to have that, but yeah. he's like, go get it. And listen, listen, man, listen to that. He encouraged her to take the job <laughs> and he had her back. Yeah. You know, he didn't run off in his little insecurity. Oh, she has a bigger job than me. Let yeah. me go mess around. Yeah. He actually stays out of the spotlight. Yeah. She travels. She books a lot of miles traveling from site to site. Yeah. Right. Making sure all the, the locations are in line with what the company's trying to do. Yeah. And he just supports her. And, you know, that's a personal philosophy of mine. My wife's achievements yeah. should not be limited to my achievements. Yeah. That's not fair. Ooh. She's supposed to be able to surpass me by all means. And I'm supposed to encourage her to do that. That's because cool. what I'm looking at is like, we're building a life. It's our life. Uh, it's, that's not my life and her life separately. It's yes. our life 
together. So See, she's going to push me to be my best. Yes. And I'm going to push her to be her best. Listen. And Mark Anthony's saying, if your best is becoming the CEO of one of the biggest companies in the world, and I'm just a private investor, I'll invest privately. or private equity investor. Yeah. And you go run that, you run that company and you run it good. You you better run it good. You see, this is why this man gets it whenever he wants. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Moving along. Uh, Next question. What traits do you feel are most important for leaders in order to succeed at work and at home? Okay, number one, must be humble. Okay. Okay. People who are arrogant and insecure do not listen, and they do not value the opinions and expertise of others. True that. That's not right. They are power hungry, and they really only care about their own personal gain. I agree with that. I hate that with a passion. Mm -hmm. See, humility is about self-respect, respecting others, and building each other up. This is true both in marriage and... And leadership. Right. And I'm going to add, you got to be patient and diligent. Yeah. Okay. Impatience has this tendency to win. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that impatience causes you to devalue the intangibles that come from the process of development. Mm-hmm. When you're diligent and consistent, you're going to reap the benefits. Mm-hmm. So your employees need time to grow. Mm-hmm. Your children need time to grow. Right. Your marriage needs time to grow. And as these things grow, they need the right tools to grow. Mm-hmm. So when you're patient and diligent, that means you're going to look to put the right things in place mm-hmm. and making sure you cultivate and nurture so that they they grow properly. Yeah. Grow properly. See, um, I say prioritize as well. Yeah. Because family always comes first. Right. If you put your family first, then you're always going to find ways to be effective at work. Yeah. Another person I admire, his name is Thomas Tierney. Right. And really smart guy. Um, he has an MBA from Harvard and at one point he was the CEO of Bain & Company which is one of the largest global management companies in the world Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. management consulting firms after he left Bain & Company to start his own group called Bridgespan Group which is an affiliate of Bain & Company Mm -hmm. and what they do they do management consulting for non-profit organizations and philanthropists right now the thing is, was when he was at the CEO of, of Bain and Company, he used to spend a lot of hours in airports, yeah. flying across the country between the San Francisco office and the Boston office and whatever other offices they had. Right. And he often left his wife and children at home. Yeah. And it came to a point that he eventually made the decision that he's no longer going to be spending his time in the airport. Yeah. That's why he started Bridgespan, so he yeah. could be closer to his wife and kids. Amazing. You know, because... While he's in the airport, mm. his children are growing and changing. Mm-hmm. His wife is growing and changing. Mm-hmm. He's growing and changing, but they're mm-hmm. all in separate places. Absolutely. So he said, you know what? Enough of that. Yeah. Let me, I'm, I'm, I want to be where my family is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right. So last thing is uh, any, any advice you would, uh, you would give? One of my favorite sayings is, this, is every dog has a cat in their kennel. Okay. Meaning that we all got ish. Ain't that the truth? So at the end of the day, don't judge nobody. If you Absolutely. can't, if you can't lead somebody, yeah, and advise them honestly, yeah, leave them alone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't waste their time and prevent 
reduce their opportunity from meeting somebody else who could help them. Yeah. Because while you're there trying to limit them, yeah. you, you're hiding your cat in the kennel. 100%. Every dog has a cat in the kennel. Yeah. Yeah, so don't judge people. My advice is I would say the hidden cost of pride is isolation. Okay. I am a big people person. Mm-hmm. I love to be around people. Mm-hmm. It gives me energy. It gives me life. You know what I mean? True, true. And the key, though, is making sure that we have the right people around us. Yeah, that's very important. So, if you are not a humble person, if you are an envious person, you are just isolating yourself. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, isolate yourself, go ahead. But you're isolating yourself in your own pain. Because those people that cannot provide support or love towards other people is usually because they are caught up in pain. Mm -hmm. If they lack confidence, it's because they're caught up in some sort of pain. So stay away from pride, run towards humility. Yes. And you will actually and truthfully have a very successful marriage Marriage. and leadership. leadership. Those words, I'm sorry, are actually difficult for people to come out. And there have been times where I've had to go down and say, I'm sorry, boo-boo. Yeah, I screwed likewise. this one over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that truthfully takes us to the next level yeah. in our marriage every single time. And even within leadership, I have had to apologize to those that I'm leading. Yeah. And I gain more of their loyalty when I'm able to bring myself down and say, I am sorry for messing this one up for you. Yeah, that was, you know, we really appreciate those questions that came in. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to get to another milestone episode. And as as your questions keep rolling in, they will kind of, they will help us, one, to shape our podcast. But then we could just do one of these little sit downs where we just answer a list of questions. Absolutely. So thank you to all those listeners who send those questions in. We really appreciate it. Yes. Uh, We love doing this podcast because not only do we get to share you know, tips and ways of doing things. But we mm-hmm. get to really examine our relationship. Of course. So we're growing from this a lot. As well, yeah. Right? And, you know, we're, we're pursuing our dreams and, you know, taking on leadership outside the home. Yeah. Kid, it's a lot. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. And so we get to develop our marriage and pursue our dreams. And this is absolutely great. This is great. All right, everybody. Thank you again so much for listening. You know, remember, you are a successful leader in your marriage.